Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson. And I am just glad I didn't mess up that intro. Uh, you know, we've been off for a couple weeks for the holidays and I was worried uh, that it would all fall apart and I forgot how to do the podcast. <laughs> but I made it through and here we are. Wow. <laughs> what fun um well yeah welcome back everybody uh before we get too far just to remind you uh Eliz, where can people uh reach out to us each week well i don't know if i remember it but i think our email is sequel rights at gmail.com <laughs> and that you can find us on the socials at sequel rights on twitter instagram facebook and youtube and then, like, people can reach out to us by sending a certified lemon letter to a certified lemon to the post office, right? <laughs> That's right. Or stars or, oh, no, right. Yeah. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, reviews go a long way. We'd really appreciate it. Well, we're back from our little holiday break here. And uh, listeners, I'm wondering if you had a good holiday break. Uh, now is the part where we will wait in real time for your response. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds fun. Waiting, waiting. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we hope you guys had a good break. We got rested up and are ready to talk about a brand new franchise here. We're kicking things off with Look Who's Talking from yes. 1989. Who is talking? Several months after the birth of Justin's child, we have decided to acknowledge it That's right. here on the podcast <laughs> yes. by doing a baby centric series it took me about two months to make i was like is the baby real <laughs> or is I it commit, a puppet hard to know I commit to these episodes. servant <laughs> you can hear the baby right now there she is uh like yeah before i commit to these episodes i gotta make sure the baby's real uh before we go any further here um but yeah i'm well, excited it's also, it's also a new year which there's sometimes a symbol of the new year is a baby wearing a sash in the top hat you're right so, yeah. it's true that's also on theme. Maybe if, it's Baby New Year. If you're a Looney Bruce Willis is cartoon. 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> baby New Year. Wasn't there a baby like that in um, uh, Roger Rabbit? Yes. Yes, there was. <laughs> That's right. Smoked a cigar. Yeah. Had a filthy mouth. Like most babies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> am I a good dad? No, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, let's get started here. Uh, well, wait. Before we get started, did you guys have a good break? You feeling rested? It was a nice break, yeah. Sure. All right. <laughs> I didn't Sounds go anywhere. Like I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and there wasn't really a break, but yeah. yes. <laughs> Good, because if you came on here like, I went uh, to Hawaii with my family. I was going to be like. snowboarding in Hawaii. <laughs> episode over. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's travel back to 1989 with Look Who's Talking. TriStar Pictures is pleased to announce. Put me back in. A star is born. Boy, I got to think about getting my own place. He's mad. Who's got a wet tushy? I give up. He's bad. Yeah, right back at you, babe. And he's looking for a dance. John Travolta, Kirstie Alley, and Bruce Willis as the voice of Mikey. Well, I got this driving thing knocked. <laughs> Look who's talking. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Oh man, um, look who's talking! Wow, this uh, you know, uh, I was excited to watch this movie because, um, well, I don't know about you guys, but I, I know I had seen it at some point, but I didn't really have like a strong connection to it. But you know, the fact that I had just had a kid uh, very recently, 
Um, I was interested to see like how they portrayed that because I didn't really remember what it was like. And I got to say, some of this, uh, some of the stuff in this movie was pretty real. <laughs> what about you guys? Had you uh, have you seen the, uh, this? I think this is one of the mo- those movies that I've only seen the cable edited version on TBS. Yeah, like as it got later into the movie, I started thinking like maybe I have seen this like certain scenes like I I remember them kind of like trashing the businessman's office and stuff. But like, I don't know, maybe I'm just confusing it with something else. And there was also always the possibility that I'm just thinking about Baby's Day Out, which is right. very common, <laughs> which this movie yeah. turns into oh, yeah. uh, towards the, like, end. the little ending. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, it is Baby's Day Out. Or I, did, I don't remember this movie day. having two car chase sequences. Yeah. <laughs> Toddler's Day in Traffic, I think is yeah. the name of the movie. Yeah. Um, no, that that's funny. You know, maybe you could randomly be thinking of the sequel. Maybe you never know. This that's seems true. like this. I have a feeling that this is one of those movies where it's like everyone remembers the sequel more than the first one for whatever reason. I feel like that's probably true. Um, hmm. But we'll see next week. Uh, but yeah, so this is uh, directed by Amy Heckerling, who did uh, Clueless and a bunch of other movies. Fast that, Times, Fast European times. Vacation, yep. bunch Legend, of, bunch of other classic comedies um, that people love. And uh, it's rated PG-13, even though it uh, there's a whole uh, animated sperm egg sequence. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know why, why it's rated PG-13. That's so ridiculous. And, like, I saw in, um, you know, I don't know if it was an article or IMDb saying that Michael Eisner, like, rejected it from Touchstone, saying that it was <laughs> too, too sexy. adult. Yeah. And I'm like, Splash was way more adult than this. Like, just because it shows, like, oh, God, animated sperm and egg. Like, we can't acknowledge the actual biology. Like, that's <laughs> somehow worse than, like. Tom Hanks having sex in an elevator. Yeah, I mean it was <laughs> it was super realistic. The sperm were all like, yeah, yeah, let's go, come on over here. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, totally so what it's the like, sperm right? shot has been mentioned, which is something I definitely do remember, and I it looks fucking great. That's I had to cool. look up how they did this, and it's a practical effect. Okay, they actually made uh, they used fishing weights and like little vinyl tails, and they dumped them into a bucket and used an underwater camera to like watch them as they they trailed through. That's cool. Oh, and then you turn it sideways. Yep. <laughs> got it. Yeah. Oh my god. Mind uh, and it because it looks it, it looks like like a really good CG effect or yeah like my brain it upset me because our movie brains are so broken that I had I I just read it as as CG <laughs> like yeah, yeah like it was I was surprised to find that it was practical and in '89 of course it was. Yeah, and I I was it I was like in it through the like the egg and the sperm and the mm-hmm. the implanting and all that. But once the fetus's <laughs> eyes opened, I was kind of like, nope, nope, we're nope. done. I, I was we're gonna say, now. I was gonna say, you know what? I didn't think was CG. <laughs> <laughs> that fetus, that puppet. terrifying baby puppet. <laughs> that like sometimes even when it first like started, it alien. was all right. But as soon as the eyeballs opened, opened, I was yeah. like, nope, nope. Yeah, its, it's little hands were okay. Um, so that baby apparently took 12 people to puppet. Oh boy. And there's people like hanging upside down and doing stuff. And one of the shots took 115 takes. Was that the one where the practical baby puppet to work where he turns flips over and heads towards the light? I guess probably so. (laughs) That's the one where it's got hair and everything. Yeah. Yep. I mean, at that point, just do stop motion. Like you almost did. Yeah. Right. 
Like part of it looks like it could be stop motion, but yeah, uh, yeah, right. it's so weird. <laughs> and then Sinbad comes in there with a sword. Uh, yeah. The uh, so Bruce Willis voices the baby uh, throughout mm-hmm. the entire film, no matter what age. Which is great because he looks like a baby. big old baby man bruce willis voices mikey (laughs) yeah we're looking for the voices of a baby you must look like a baby uh be bald (laughs) people with hair need not apply (laughs) uh it's amazing uh one fun fact that i read about this is that in other countries john travolta actually had the idea to have the baby be voiced by local celebrities so in italy it was a famous italian actor or in you know wherever else you were and that made the movie wildly successful overseas (laughs) that's awesome that's a great idea and like so stupid they don't do that like more Mm -hmm. often um you know now it's a lot more common with like well unless unless it's Groot of course because only Vin Diesel can perform (laughs) yo yo soy Groot in every language but um but like you know the whole Adina Menzel thing for the Frozen songs with all the different people like all that stuff is like so common now but Mm -hmm. good idea yeah, um, I, I, what did you guys think of Bruce Willis as the baby? Um, there were certain times where I'm like, I know this certainly was probably scripted, but it kind of feels like they just put him in a booth over the weekend and was like, hey, why don't you just Mr. <laughs> Science Theater 3000 these scenes and we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll just kind of cut and paste the movie. I mean, I think part. they might have because it does sound like he's reacting to the footage. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Well, which is, I think that... Like I read a lot about the production of this movie because there's a lot of crazy stuff. There's a ton of practical effects. Like just from a filmmaking perspective, it, it looks it's just an interesting story. It has to be because there's a lot of crazy stuff in it. And, you know, filming with kids is incredibly difficult. And this movie was shot on film before there was even video playback. So like you didn't know what you were getting. It was just in the can. Yep. And so they had four different babies and they were swapping everything in. It was made for $7 million because all the major studios passed on it. And it's a tri-star movie. And so I think that so a lot of that is out of necessity because that's just the way it, they had to cut it together. Cause they just couldn't get the baby to do everything that they needed it to do. <laughs> At the same time, there are stories that he improvised so much created material that they had to cut around everything that Bruce Willis did. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh man. See, that's what I, uh, yeah, I kind of, you know, I usually look into getting the Blu-rays or something and there was like just not that many special features on yeah. the 30th anniversary Blu-ray, which is the only one that exists. <laughs> and, uh, and there wasn't uh, a special yeah. feature where Mikey does the voiceover no. for the entire movie. I think there's like a commentary <laughs> or something and I'm like, I don't have time for that. Jesus. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was hoping that there was like outtakes or something of Bruce Willis being goofy, which would, would be kind of fun. The one oh. thing, um, that I didn't recall from this movie. Like I thought that it was just a baby the entire time. I didn't think he ever grew up into an age where it looks like he should be talking anyways, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I don't know if you read this in special features or anything, you know, not special features and what you were reading, but um, some of the times with the older kids in the scenes, it almost looked like they had made them try to say the lines that Bruce Willis was going to say. And then like their mouths, because sometimes it looked like they were so close to what Bruce Willis was saying that it's like, oh, they must have been like, hey, kid, uh, try to read this or try to say this. Yeah, back don't to me. open your mouth, but make the movements. Yeah, try to say this <laughs> yeah. back to me. Like, repeat and there what were I just times said. where they like 
clearly had used footage where the babies are moving their mouths, even if they yeah. were just going like, nah, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. and and I don't know, like I, I talked to my mom about this movie to see if she like remembered anything from when it came out. And she said that like that they had done something like put their finger on the baby's chin and like, you know, like kind of like made it move. And then, you know, but that that she didn't like that about it. And I, I asked her, I was like, well, would you have liked it more if their mouths were not moving and it was just all internal monologue? And she was like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Your mom is I mean, very strong movie, opinions about That's what the movie this. is though, right? Like, <laughs> Mostly. But there are, yeah. once they get yeah. older, there are lots yeah. of scenes where their mouths are moving, especially yeah. like those little girls that he talks to on the street and stuff. You can see them say like, bye, sometimes when yeah. they're supposed to be saying bye. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. Look who's nonverbal now. Yeah, <laughs> look who's mimicking <laughs> the others again. Yeah. Um, yeah, and apparently... Because he definitely looks like he should be talking, like yes. by the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. And that's, I'm sure that's because they had to use a slightly, you know, a few mm-hmm. months older kid. And the kid probably grew up during production as well. But um, apparently, that's uh, estimated that I started talking a little bit before being one year old. The kid is supposed to be one year old in the movie. Like he just turned one, I think. And then, um, Apparently, boys typically talk later. Um, so, like, apparently, my brother talked a few months after turning one year old, and then it also has a lot to do with uh, being either like the only sibling at the time or a younger sibling at the time. Because if you're the younger sibling and your older sibling is just talking over you and talking for you, then you're like, "Well, I don't need to talk," and so you take longer. <laughs> apparently, right? And also, guys just have less to say in general, right? Yeah, <laughs> rightfully so. Well, actually, Justin, um, <laughs> I did research. I was going to say we should go to uh, talk uh, a lot your, more for a professional response, baby. <laughs> hey, uh, what what am I doing over here? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is what the whole movie is like. This. Whoa, yo, timeout! Holy cow, what was that? Wow, who's that? <laughs> oh, whoa, ah. I also love that. I I wonder if part of the there, there's a moment when uh, Kirstie Alley is uh, going to give birth and she, you know, wants to get the the drugs because she doesn't want to feel the pain. Oh yeah. And uh, so I wonder if part of uh, Bruce Willis's audition was like, all right, now he, he he's in the room and they're like, all right, Bruce. Now one of the, my funny favorite parts of the movie is we're gonna have a baby on drugs. Baby on drugs. We want to hear what it sounds like when if what you think a baby sounds like on totally psychedelic cocktail of Demerol drugs. And uh, okay, here we go. And but isn't it proven now that those drugs don't harm the baby? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't think that the baby is like uh, this. Ah, uh, that is a little more like it. Whoa. Hey, here's Mr. Hand here. Wow. Oh, now, that is very cosmic. I don't understand. Oh. What's a little light down there? <laughs> Just like a, a full scene of a baby tripping out on drugs. An unborn that child. That is very cosmic. <laughs> I think that's why you get an epidural and the drugs are not, like, oral, because then it won't go to the baby, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> or exactly. not very much, anyway, like... Anyway. No, but a cab driver told her it was bad. Yeah, it's not as funny if the baby doesn't get high and start tripping. So yeah. you got to get the baby high before it comes out. Everybody knows. That. Everybody knows. Yeah, that. 
common sure. practice. Common practice. That's why that's why Snoop Dogg has such a successful midwife business. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the one thing, you know, I mentioned like the, the, I was like, oh man, this movie's so real. The one, one thing, uh, <laughs> that I thought was really funny, uh, with Bruce Willis early on before he's even born, there's a, I just pulled all these clips of him, like as a, as a fetus cause they were stupid. Um, uh, when he's like this, Hey, yo, let's get a little apple juice down here, huh? <laughs> Because uh, when Gloria was pregnant, she was like obsessed with drinking apple juice as well. Oh, nice. Um, because it was one of the things that they say that, uh, you know, makes the baby move because uh, so much sugar. So if you're like, you want to check on the baby, make sure the baby's okay. Like have a little bit of apple juice and then it'll, the baby will move a bit because it's like hopped up on sugar. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Although she didn't chug an entire gallon of apple juice in one go. <laughs> So if you're much. casting uh, Glory, uh, not Glory, that's the, your wife, uh, Gemma's <laughs> voiceover right now, who would you cast? Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. I was talking. Oh, I that's know. the most obvious question. I know. Uh, the only thing I was thinking, uh, we were joking and making Gemma's voice earlier here today. Just me. Uh, <laughs> but like, you think she's sitting there like, hey, what are you doing? I'm going to get that breast. <laughs> um but, Let uh, me get some food over here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Justin, I'm acting here. <laughs> I'm acting. I'm thirsty here. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think about that. Okay. Well, come up with your response in time for the sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. Okay. Um. Well, what else, you guys? Uh, you you want to talk about uh, Kirstie Alley? Trump, Trump supporter Kirstie Alley? Yeah. I mean, like. She's an okay actress. She was a beautiful lady, but now she's crazy, like completely crazy and <laughs> yeah. supports Trump and she sucks. Like, yeah. the, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I know. At, I was the like, time, oh. at the time, what we can say uh, for this, that she's an age appropriate lady for this movie and that it's that's that's good. And at the time, uh, it was the single mom, you know, choosing to do that was fairly controversial for some of the studios and some yeah. of the reason why they passed on it. Especially because she tells everybody that she was artificially inseminated <laughs> with a cold pop from the freezer. Oh, God. Yeah. And if she's doing that, I mean, what? She's got to be a lesbo, right? That's what every <laughs> single character in the movie says. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. you're not ugly or a lesbian. Why would you need to do that? Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> I know. That's disappointing. Terrible. Um, I know I felt bad that she's so crazy now because I thought she's actually pretty good in this movie. Um, yeah, she is. And I liked that. Uh, I felt like she kind of had like a understated, like natural comedic sensibility to the role. Like I, I thought I thought she was really funny. And just the way like there's those there's that montage of her, um, you know, being pregnant and the scenes when she's like weighing herself on the scale and like the faces she makes when she's like looking at herself, you know, getting a little bit, bit bigger, I just thought was really funny. And I mean, it is, but then it's sad with all the baggage and that we know yeah, that she then, know, like, that's why I was like, in <sighs> real life, had weight struggles yeah. that were constantly in the media and, you know, that she tried to kind of, like, reclaim, but in a funny way that didn't really work with the whole, like, fat actress thing. Yeah. And, like, ugh, it just, it just, like, makes it, like, 
so cringy because you're like, oh, God, is this when it started? You know, I like, know. I mean, it probably started way before that, but like, it's just, yeah, At least, it's I so mean, awkward. Yeah, I, I, I just, I didn't mean to say that, like, they, they don't, like, focus heavily on her weight in this movie or anything. I didn't I mean, mean it, when she's getting pregnant, she's getting so distraught, and maybe some women do, but at the same time, you're not getting fat. It's literally yeah, yeah. the baby and, you know, <laughs> exactly, like. Exactly. Well, no, she finds it out because immediately John Travolta, when he's randomly in her apartment, says, you got your figure back. Oh, no, that's right. just because her boobs got bigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got so it Dolly made everything Parton's else smaller back. in comparison. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, either way, I, I really liked her in this movie. Um, I yeah, thought, it's, thought it's just kind of sad that both stars are so problematic um, for mm-hmm. various reasons because they're both yeah. very charming and they have great chemistry mm-hmm. in the movie and everything. Um, apparently in her autobiography, she said that she fell in love with John Travolta while filming this movie and then decided to not uh, cheat on her husband and remain faithful to him. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, did John Travolta know about this? Like, I don't, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't actually like read the book, obviously. But, <laughs> right, you know. She's like, okay, yeah, uh, interesting, interesting. Lots of scandal about this movie. Apparently, um, I thought it was interesting too that uh, yeah, I didn't remember you know much about this movie, but John Travolta doesn't even show up until like 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, um, it's really all about her and. Uh, George Seagal, is it? Yeah. Yep, George Seagal. Who is yeah, who I recognize from Just Shoot Me. Yeah, same. Oh. Same. <laughs> <laughs> who I also thought was hilarious in this movie as just like a total What's his asshole. character name? His name is Chubby? Chubby Cherry? Albert. But he yeah, owns no, but a, his, co- his company's name like something Chubby, Chubby Charles. Charlie. Chubby, yeah. Yeah. Chubby Charlie. Chubby and like Charlie. what is his company? He has a fucking juke box and then some navajo stash unclear <laughs> what the company is but i did think it was funny because i think they're trying to show that he has dated a bunch of different women and interior designers that keep changing yeah. the office because there was a 50s theme and then there was an art deco theme laid on top of it but then when he got the <laughs> other mistress then it became a southwestern situation yeah but like he didn't really get rid of all the old stuff either so yeah. i assumed that it was like a restaurant uh, I don't know, because wasn't there like a wasn't there like a figure of Chubby Charlie holding like a cheeseburger? Oh, the on clown a- statue? Yeah. Is that him? That's what I that that she breaks. Yeah, that's what I thought Ooh. was maybe Chubby Charlie, but I don't know. Oh, Interesting. I, my guess was that it was some sort of like drive-in fast food. Drive-in maybe fast we'll food. get a full rundown of what that is in the sequel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to see it from Chubby custody. Charlie's perspective. Yeah. yeah when he's- <laughs> When he beats up the babysitter to see his kid for the first time. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing the poor uh, Spanish-speaking babysitter wasn't there when he came in. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's playing such an awful dude in this movie, but I just thought like the way he played him was really funny. I don't know. It's like... Yeah, no, absolutely. It was very like, you know, I mean, this was obviously the late 80s, but it's a very like 90s businessman kind of like stereotype almost of like this mm-hmm. successful philanderer that's like oh but i'm damaged and yeah. i need time to be with me and, <laughs> and i need it to, you and know, slightly like, aloof yeah yeah man yeah. child like oh poor me you know i'm going through I can't a selfish be held responsible. phase <laughs> yeah i'm going through a selfish phase <laughs> I just think that he had some of the funniest lines in the movie. No, it's definitely funny. It's just kind of sad because 
he's like in some ways that we only look at it now like she's like an abused mistress you know like it's very sad like he definitely is like manipulating her in a very bad way oh yeah for sure well because it's really you know at the start uh i was like man this guy is like okay he's cheating on his wife but then he's being like you know he's being so nice about the the baby the baby like, yeah like when she first tells him he's not like what the fuck you gotta get rid of it he's like no yeah, you gotta yeah. keep it and then he's giving her all these presents and seemingly involved like during the pregnancy and then you're like oh no he's doing this with a bunch with of different- literally like sociopaths have the most energy my yeah, god exactly <laughs> it gets <laughs> it gets bad real fast um but uh one of the one of my favorite scenes in the movie is this moment where um so Kirstie Alley's uh character is an accountant and she's uh Albert's accountant and and later on in the movie after she's already like sworn off him and you know like been with John Travolta for a while uh her boss like forces her to go back and do the books Ugh. for yeah for uh Albert and she goes in and uh I feel like this is the funniest part of the movie first you have this this uh part where she's having like a fantasy about what she's going to say to him. And she has this amazing, uh, I just love, like, I love the way she just is. She says this in the, in the dream, Albert, you have been such an asshole. If we ever got back together, I'm afraid I would have to torture you for the rest of your life, which was like fair. (laughs) You know, I I didn't assume that was a dream at that moment, but then, uh, at the end of it, his head explodes, which (laughs) was so great. Um, but which uh, is another amazing practical effect. Yes. Which I was totally not expecting that caught me by surprise. And it was very loud. Uh, <laughs> Apparently the, uh, the, the bullshit boss who makes her go back and like, she can't even say, I mean that it makes me so mad that how true yeah. that is. Yeah. yeah she would uh, get fired either way. Yep, if yep. she's like, I don't feel comfortable going or if she reveals that she had yep. had an affair, then she's fired. And it's just such bullshit. Apparently that act, that is Amy Heckerling's wife. I mean, wife, husband, <laughs> I was like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) whoa, that's funny. Yeah, The writer, writer of the film, right? Yes. (laughs) That's funny. Um, uh, It was a, okay. So I know that, uh, you know, Albert, you know, is treating his wife terribly, but I thought it was funny that he always pops in with all these anecdotes about what his wife is doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, well, the first, the first thing is that she's bulimic and, you know, he's talking about all these different like jobs she's taken up, uh, to try to, you know, not feel like she's going to get fat or whatever, which, which was, you know, another terrible, uh, weight issue in this movie. But later on in this scene, there's this moment where, uh, you know, Chris, Kirstie Alley's going through all his receipts and she's checking on the receipts and she finds some that are like, Oh, the, the kid, there's all these medical bills for one of your kids. Like what's wrong. And this just like this, like throwaway moment that I thought was so funny. Um, here it is. Is Priscilla sick? What are all these doctor bills for her? Well, that's for her therapy. Beth's been communicating with the dead and it was really frightening for Priscilla. <laughs> it's just like the way and i didn't even i don't even know like i watched this scene a few times because the way he performs that line is amazing like, so great uh comedic genius right you there know, and even though she's a wronged you know mistress or other woman here she cares about his two daughters more than he does half yeah. the time yep. like when she shows concern about how they're being raised there's another time when he's like oh my daughters are all grown up they don't need me anymore and she's like they're nine and eleven <laughs> what are you talking about like, yeah he's like i've already raised mine yeah you're like what Ugh. 
He was terrible. Well, should we talk more about Travolta in this movie? Uh, I wish he would just stop dancing. That's all I wanted. <laughs> I wanted him to Apparently, stop dancing. He wrote the script no. to work in his dancing. Well, this was... Uh, he had not had a successful movie in a decade. Yeah, this yeah. was like part of his big comeback, wasn't it? It was. But I think when you're dancing with a baby, it's sort of cute no matter what. Like, you can't really do wrong, right? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> do you think... I mean, if I was him, I'd be like, let's not use the Bee Gees. Like, come yeah. on, please. Yeah. Do I gotta? <laughs> do I gotta? I, I do think a big part of, like, why... Yeah, it, probably the dancing was part of w- really what uh, propelled him back into stardom in this movie. <laughs> I mean, he is charming as shit in this movie. Oh, like totally, he's totally. he's really likable. Um, it, it is funny though, because like the whole dilemma between like the two men for her is like, well, he's just a bum. He works two jobs and takes care of his elderly grandfather, but like he's a child. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and then this other guy who's a complete piece of shit but has money. Yeah. <laughs> I know I did like that uh like one of the main uh nightmares she had about John Travolta was that he was just going to burp at the table over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean they were also living like raccoons. I know, I but <laughs> he was like I found this can. It could be peas, it could be uh meat, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, that was but really yeah, really funny scene. In that in that nightmare <laughs> scenario is that they all seem incredibly happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how bad could it be? <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you get over being that way when you have to or when you don't need to be that way anymore. It's like we all probably did the thing of, oh, I'm going to go to this thing at the college. They've got free pizza, you know? Like yeah. I mean, that's we, who hasn't done that, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> yep. Like yep. You My dad by a hotel that. conference room that has a bunch of like pastries out, uh, you know. Like, yeah, you, you go, you go Not do mine. that. Uh, you go do that crazy like five dollar leftover buffet thing that he listened. Oh yeah, listened. we did that. <laughs> my my that my dad. App. My dad will do the timeshare presentation for the free dinner every time to this day. Mm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That if there's a furniture store giving away free hot dog runner goes look at a couch. Like, <laughs> Wait, I feel like we have to explain this thing. Okay, it was like this app where you could sign up to go to a restaurant like 20 minutes before they close the buffet, and then they give you like a full takeout container, and you could just fill it with as much food as you want for five dollars, and then you have to take it like outside to eat, so they don't have to clean oh up God. after you. Uh, we did and it we once. Went and did this at the hotel by the church one yeah. time, and it was hilarious. It felt so weird. I don't know. I was like, this feels weird. But there was some other dude doing it too, I think. It wasn't just the Did the other dude have a bindle? <laughs> they were just kind of like, here you go, have at it, you pigs. And then we- his gloves and he was asking you, which boxcar are you taking up to Fresno? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was super weird. We still ate it uh, right there, pretty much. We didn't like. Yeah, we ate it at the, like, the hotel lobby tables instead yeah. of in the restaurant, and they like didn't care enough to kick us out. Yeah. But, you know, like. Yeah, like now we're a little bit older. You have a family, and we don't do that anymore. <laughs> yep. I mean, there's also a pandemic, but like we yeah, also yeah. didn't go back. Yeah, there's of also our own buffets, but if there if there were, <laughs> yeah, people listening in the future would be like, "What's a buffet?" Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> Reality setting in. Let's talk about the movie. So just can we just talk about like how insane it is how they even get connected in this movie and how like sure. it's oof. it's weird it's weird yeah meet cute 
Yeah, I guess it's meet cute, but then he starts stalking her. Yeah, and, and he then continues to some light stay? fraud in her name. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was weird that he continued to go in with her to the hospital and like, wouldn't you just drop her off and be like, all right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> in real life. Well, not after he drove like that to get her there. Like he gets like they meet because like she her water breaks. Some asshole, you know, takes her cab. She's in his cab and he's like, oh, shit. And then he starts driving like Fast and the Furious to get to the hospital. <laughs> and she's even like, no, no, it's fine. Labor can last hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not worth killing these construction yeah. workers. <laughs> I think she even said, like, my baby's going to have brain damage because of you yeah. or whatever. But, <laughs> I mean, he does, like, come to find out through their conversation that she is alone and that, mm-hmm. you know, there's no one coming to help her. And so I guess he, you know, feels bad. And it's mm-hmm. creepy, but, like, she also didn't ever tell him, like, go no. away, get away yeah. from here. You know, she accepted the help. Yeah. Even after he took the baby Away without her permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That part was pretty messed up. At least yeah. they had known each other for like a week. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wouldn't you leave? Uh, that's the part I was like, wouldn't you at least maybe leave a note if you're going to do that? Like, hey, you just stepped out uh, with the with the kid. I l- wanted to let you sleep. Taking him to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going to go talk to my bookie and stuff. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was weird. Yes. That was weird. <laughs> but yeah, it is a meet cute. Then he just ends up being like, like just a friend who's a babysitter, which is awesome and a fun relationship. Like mm-hmm. that, that would have been fine too. And then they, I feel like that them like resisting each other is actually pretty good. Like the arc of their romance is paced out relatively well for this movie. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought they were gonna hook up way sooner. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they did not. I uh, I really enjoyed the uh, throughout the throughout the later part of the movie, um, like her mom and a bunch of other people are like trying to set her up with different guys that, that mm-hmm. could be potential dads for Mikey. And uh, I did enjoy the one guy um, who John Travolta is like, "Hey man, let me give you some tips on what she likes," and says like, "She's really like you know strong woman does not like guys to open doors or pay." And then like. The- <laughs> The, the scene of their date where the guy is just like, you know, nonchalantly walking away from the cab without pain and like <laughs> lurking around the movie theater door, but without buying the tickets and like waiting for it opening. I thought it was so funny. Uh, I did think that was really funny. Yeah. The, the, some of those guys that she dates are credited in the credits as Mr. Impatient and Mr. Anal. <laughs> yes, I saw that. How would you like to be a, uh, you know, getting residual checks says Mr. Anal. Mr. Anal, yeah. <laughs> and then there was one guy, I think it was the he main got them guy. For she... years because they're on TBS so much. Oh, yeah. 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 He's probably rich. Um, the one guy who went into like uh extensive detail on his gastrointestinal mm-hmm. issues, like, no joke, that has happened to me before on like a first date from like coffee meets bagel or whatever. And it's like, Oof. well, I feel bad i don't want to be like i'm not gonna date someone who has ibs like because that's not true but at the same time it's like there's no need to go into like yeah it's like that's not what it is there's there's someone that doesn't have the common sense not to talk about this at no later time if if (laughs) like this is the defining thing of my life exactly like pokemon and i have ibs that's it that's all my that's That's my i think you're profiling the people that i (laughs) date with tyler how do you know he likes pokemon i'm just saying that if you 
leads into a deal breaker. Yeah, I totally agree. If, if you're talking about medical issues and IBS, like on the first date, that's all you have to talk about. That's you're all done. you got. Yeah. It's that's, like, I'm not going to discriminate against you because of that, but why are you talking about it now? Like, I feel like you can tell me that on like way later. Like, yeah. Like, hey, remember all those times I was going to the bathroom? Last Jedi take. Oh, God. It's always the takes on The Last Jedi, too. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yes, that, that's a true thing that really happens, people. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Um, what else did I write down? Oh, I wrote too many Snoopies. Uh, he has a large <laughs> Snoopy doll, and promotional consideration was provided by the Peanuts. And so, yes, he has a large Snoopy. And then one scene later grandma is coming into the apartment with a bag with another large snoopy in it and i'm like how many large snoopies does this baby need like (laughs) where was the person where was the script supervisor looking for the continuity on this like you cannot have the snoopy in the previous scene and then grandma bringing in the snoopy right after yeah that's a lot that's a lot that's a lot of snoopies uh the the grandfather is amy heckerling's dad actual dad also an actual accountant Oh, so that's why he had no lines. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, I did like how the dad was just totally relegated to like the, uh, you know, the voiceless role yep. that lots of moms Yeah, are. I love how if you're an accountant in this world, that's like your whole life. Everything is right. about sitting in front of a calculator and reading Accountant's Monthly Magazine. While like, you laugh at the jokes in the magazine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that so it's like both her parents are accountants and so she of course also became an accountant and then she gives the kid a little mini accountant calculator as well baby's yeah. first abacus yeah remember when <laughs> remember when calculators had paper you guys yeah, yeah. well yeah. sometimes you still Crazy. use those <laughs> he loses face like what what Ooh, a, lo- a lot of people in production still use them oh i guess if you need receipts gotta so. get those receipts keep them <laughs> literal the receipts, receipts. What, what did else? you guys think about uh, the music in this movie? We got uh, a lot of big songs on the soundtrack. Oh, I was, yeah. It seems like that, that might have been the most expensive part of the movie. Well, did it even have a score at all? It did have a score by David Kitte, who is uh, somebody who was part of the, he was one of the guys we worked with at um, the semester in LA when I first moved out here. He was uh, like one of the, one of the oh, damn. composer instructors. Is he nice? Yeah, I was, was like, really he worked nice. at the container store? No, no, no. <laughs> No, yeah, he was really nice, and he, you know, it, it was fun working with him, and I, I do remember being like, oh, man, he did, like, look who's talking, and he's done, like, a bunch of other movies, Um, but the score, well, yeah, there's not a ton strange, of strange, because I was kind of like, was there even a score? The reason I ask that is because in the credits, we have one song, um, and then it's just silent for the rest of the credits. Oh, yeah, that was very strange. I was kind of like, I wonder if there was some weird, like, a licensing thing? issue. Where they didn't clear it for home video or something. Yeah, that that would be my only thought. That was my okay. thought for that. I was like, this is very odd. There, this almost never happens. Yeah. But there was like, you know, like orchestral score. It was yet another Beach Boys tune. <laughs> yeah. There was an orchestral score like during some of the emotional moments at the end and stuff. Um, I, t- I wanted to call out the, I loved the uh, transition into uh, Cry Baby by Janis Joplin through the like montage <laughs> of the babies crying. I thought that was genius. Oh, I, one I didn't like was the um, the song Daddy's Home playing oh, when they God. finally decided to hook up for the that first was time. so gross. Boo. Yeah. Which was apparently an original title for the movie. Uh, 
not Daffy's home. That felt like <laughs> that felt like that. Uh, yeah, it was really gross. It, it felt like that song from uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt about the <laughs> the baby daddy. Oh, <laughs> not so like, not for, boobs in California. No, <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. That, that like yeah, yeah no yeah that like <laughs> fake musical damn yeah. Happened uh, in California. Oh, yeah, the, the other one that I didn't like, which wasn't a real song in the movie, but he starts singing it, is the Paul Anka, You're Having My Baby song, which yeah. I only like first learned about uh, on Glee and then was like, is this a real song? And my parents were like, yes. You know, like, and Kirstie Alley, even in the movie, is like, oh, I hate that song. It's disgusting. I'm like, yes, it is. It's it a is. creepy song. Yeah. Well, why do they got to? There's other things you can sing about. Don't be weird. Um, yeah. yeah, lots of, lots of big songs in there. Uh, what else? I was thinking this entire movie, I was like, oh man, uh, Eliz is going to have just a massive child star check-in. Like, oh yeah. Might have to be a separate episode in itself. Yeah. Tristar, <laughs> if you're looking for a full DVD special feature, here it comes. Yeah, I, I mean, I spent a long time on it. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> It's one of the top I, things when you look up, look who's talking. It's like, what does Mikey do? Look who, who was talking. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> and the information out there is actually not a lot. Um, oh. should, I, should, we, should we do it now? Let's, Let's do, do it. it now. All right. So here's a child star check-in. Um, it's long. So oh, as boy. you mentioned, there were four credited Mikeys, mm-hmm. um, three babies, I think, and then one who is the more iconic toddler that ah, does all ah. the funny stuff with John Travolta. Um, so one of those babies like real weird. Sorry. There's yeah. one. So, you know, it's hard when they are generic white people. Um, it's difficult because especially when they're that young, a baby, I can't do anything with being able to tell what they look like now. Like who but, has the biggest forehead? Okay. So I found, I found <laughs> two for sure. And then one, like a 50% chance. And then one, I couldn't find it all. So the one that I, is like 50% chance is Christopher Adon. And I believe that he is a rail car technician oh. in Canada. Okay. So this movie was filmed in Canada, by the way. So that did help me narrow it down a little yes. bit. Uh, people who grew up in Canada. Cool. Uh, the other baby is Jared with a Y Waterhouse. He is a shipping coordinator at a rubber company in British Columbia. Um, But really, he um, likes to play guitar. He he fancies himself a bit of a um, concert photographer. He's got a cute dog. And because his name is spelled weird, he gets people uh, bugging him a lot on Facebook. (laughs) And so I found a post of his from November 4th, 2012, in which he said, I think I'm going to change my Facebook name to Jared quote. I'm glad you like, look who's talking, but I had nothing to do with making the movie and I really wasn't acting. So I don't want to hear about it all the time on Facebook from someone I have never met who often doesn't speak English unquote Waterhouse. <laughs> so I didn't contact him for an interview. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dang. Cause he's tired of it. Dang it. Wow. Um, but it is him. And then Little toddler Mikey is Jacob Haynes. Uh, he works at Lowe's in Central Florida, but he also volunteers at the Central Florida Community Arts Center, uh, helping kids do, you know, theater and musical theater. And for a long time, he was a working at Walt Disney World. 
Uh, he mm. was in the Hoop Dee Review, which is a very famous, awesome show there. And he was in groups at Epcot called American Vibe, which was an acapella group in the America Pavilion. And he was in Mickey's Twas the Night Before Christmas at the Magic Kingdom. Mm. And then he moved to Japan for a while to perform there, which he became fluent in Japanese. And he performed in the Diamond Horseshoe, which is like the Golden Horseshoe. So he went to Japan to be a white Western person. So they would be like, wow, how authentic. Um, <laughs> and uh, he also played Greg on One Tree Hill. Damn. Yes. And then we have a, you know, a cast of other little kids, many of who I just didn't even try to find or found nothing on. But a few interesting ones. Um, the chatting baby was Farah Abbasi, who is now a famous aromacologist and has a aromatherapy influencer company called Aroma 360 and counts clients such as Gabrielle Union. <laughs> and the blowing a kiss baby is Amber Brown Miller, who works in marketing and graphic design in Canada. And she recently sold some faux leather chairs for $350 on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> okay. I hate it. And finally, we've got Molly Israel or Molly Heckerling Israel who uh, played little girl and, of course, is the daughter of um, Amy Heckerling. And uh, for a long time, she thought that Mr. Israel, the writer, was her father. And then about two years ago, with her permission, uh, it was revealed in a book that she's actually the daughter of Harold Ramis and Amy Heckerling and was their secret baby and that they didn't tell her until she was 15. And Violet Ramis wrote about it in her book and revealed the fact that she found out at some point that her father had had a secret daughter. And they did meet and reconcile and have somewhat of a relationship uh, before he died. But she did say, like, oh, I wish I had talked to him more and, you know, all that stuff. But she's a, uh, you know, an actress and stand up comedian uh, here, I think, in L.A. She's That's got a insane. YouTube uh, puppet show called Ratso. Oh, that's fun. All right. Wow. I did not know that at all. And it's interesting with this movie because there's so many of like Harold Ramis buddies that were <laughs> allegedly, you know, uh, auditioned for the voice of Mikey. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were all they must have all been running around in the same circles, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, it's uh yeah, a lot of drama around this movie. And while searching for Molly, I also found lots of times where she she had to comment on this um, alleged kind of sexual impropriety between Amy Heckerling and Chris Kattan. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. where like Chris Kattan says that Lorne Michaels told him he had to sleep with Amy Heckerling to make the movie happen. But Amy uh -huh. Heckerling and, of course, her daughter uh, maintained that no such thing happened. They did start a relationship while the movie was actually filming. But before it was filming, there was no uh, contact between them, apparently. And uh, Lauren won't speak about it. So it kind of all falls on him. Uh, yeah. You know. Yikes. Yeah. I don't like that. Ugly. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where when we talk about the first movie, 
of a beloved franchise like there's there's always so many things written about it and so much out there and then Mm -hmm. by i bet you by the time we get to the third movie we're gonna be like i don't know the director disappeared you know like like, we we can't figure anything out like it's funny to talk about here it's like there's a there's a very reported on lunch that they had in 1991 (laughs) but then after that you know three years later we got nothing who knows what happened there yeah So yeah, oh that's it. Child star check-in. I found Damn. six of them. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Wait, that's how many didn't you find? What? How many didn't you find? I mean, there was also Little Boy. There was... Um, oh, yes, like, Little Boy. There was a few other of the little girls that he talks to in the stroller montage. And then I, I couldn't find any of the uh, nursery room babies. Because only about- three, three of them are credited, and I couldn't find any of them. What about famous child Abe Vigoda? <laughs> <laughs> He's just, uh, you know, just being old in this movie. <laughs> Each eyebrow was credited separately. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of him as like, because there was a time where Conan would just wheel him out for a sight gag, like constantly. <laughs> <laughs> and like Abe Vigoda just seemed to be down to like just be on TV. Just and he was there. so funny. <laughs> On on those those early Conan shows, I, I I enjoyed watching him in this movie, and it's kind of a serious performance from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good because there's the movie also deals with dementia and it also deals with um some uh, elder care and immigrant health worker issues. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> We had a lot of caregivers for my grandpa, and um, you know, occasionally there were language issues, but yep. they most of them were great people. Mm-hmm. And in California, they're all Filipino, so it did it did make so basically there's a, a scene where if we go to like when there's this reconciliation after Kirstie Alley is like maybe I'm gonna go with the rich dude because like that just seems like the most practical thing to do after they've you know that horrible song was playing where they almost had sex. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she, she rejects him and now she's pushed everybody away, but she gets a call from uh, the, what is it? I, I want to call it facility. But yeah. The senior citizens. Yeah. Home. Yeah. Senior, senior citizens, senior citizens facility. Um, and basically saying we're going to eject, you know, Joe's grandpa, if, unless you get down here right now. And she decides to do it. And it's actually a really sweet scene. Um, but they get into the minutiae of like how they let him have too many candy bars. <laughs> and the guy, the, the, the head of the facility is just like, yeah. Oh, well, I know what happened. Like you, you had a confirmation from somebody who just didn't speak English. Yeah. That's all he says is no problem. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> yeah. But at least they worked Which it out. Is- grown worthy however how they deal with it as a simple misunderstanding and like the guy's not in trouble or anything like that that was nice well yeah. and it's like it shows like a nice character moment for her mm-hmm. because at this point we're like a little bit annoyed with her because she's rejected john travolta even though he's the yep. better choice and you know even though we like like her because she's very charming like this is the first like really really good thing that we see that her she does do. yeah. like I, that's she doesn't have to do it it's totally out of the kindness of her heart she doesn't know he's listening in any way you know he happens mm-hmm. to be outside the door or whatever but you know she takes care of it for no reason yeah and then the next orderly, after uh, complaining about how the 
grandpa tried to bite him uh, leaves the kid with a potentially violent uh, dementia patient. <laughs> yeah, just abandons a <laughs> just, child. Just immediately like, oh yeah, the like, yeah, kid's fine. Also, no consequences for him. Yep, never <laughs> seen again. Yep, that's where we get babies 10 minutes out. Yeah, babies 10 minutes out that causes about a million dollars in damage. Yeah, Yeah, big accident and everything. I mean, it's definitely like a very precarious situation the baby finds himself in. Um, He's he's sitting behind a car that's being towed and gets to honk the horn, just like President Trump, very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at him. He's driving. Uh, um, And then somehow gets out of that car. And there's a whole another chase scene where John Travolta can drive a taxi cab all crazy. Um, They're like, yeah, that part when they're running to each other in the street and the kid, I was like, oh, my God. I know nothing bad was going to happen, but I felt bad because the kid is just like, hey, hey, there you are. Hey, James. Hey, James. And he's not even noticing that there's like cars about to hit him and stuff. And there's, yeah. And the kid (laughs) himself looks a little scared. It's kind of like when you see those outside clips of a movie dog not wanting to do the you're just like eh, I'm uncomfortable a little hey, bit. Hey, those clips were taken out of context. No, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see the dog give a thumbs up right before I started rolling. <laughs> you missed it. You missed it, you guys. Cameras don't catch everything. <laughs> uh, you barked twice for yes. Uh, <laughs> you know what though? Those dog movies are basically dog who's talking you know like they're dog they versions of look who's talking <laughs> they, they totally are they yeah, all are yeah i mean yeah disney basically just took this formula and made homeward bound like a couple years later yeah no 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 there is an old homeward bound <laughs> that's from true. the like 60s. the incredible yeah. journey yeah that's the yeah but are they is there talking in that one too i don't i don't know think so but it's like homeward like, bound definitely has the full voiceover yeah yes yeah. yes the original ones i feel is more like a benji type uh yeah I love Homeward Bound if we ever get to those, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's a Michael J. Fox voice, yes? Yes. Yeah, Homeward Bound is great. We should do that. Um, Just like The Leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Which I watched in all of three and a half days Days. (laughs) over New Year's. (laughs) Are are you okay? Jesus. That's a a, a rough show. Well, I'm sort of not sure why we are bothering to live on this earth, but no, just kidding. (laughs) That's a a rough show to binge watch. Damn you, Damon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, before we get into into our thoughts here, do you want to hear what... some people had to say on Common Sense Media. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited for this one. Uh, that's, this is my new favorite thing to go to the Common Sense Media website and see what people are saying about this yeah, mo- these movies. Yeah, explain what that is for people who may be new. Uh, so, yeah, you can go to uh, commonsensemedia.org um, and it's uh, kind of like a resource for. for parents, educators, people who conservatives. are. Like, yeah, conservatives. People who are like. Wait a minute, should I show this movie to my kids? I don't know. I need someone to tell me what to think instead of me figuring out on my own. Because <laughs> I've been burned in the past. My kids cried when I showed them the land before time. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so you go on here and you look up the movies and it tells you like uh, how much sex or how much language or whatever is in the movie. Uh, and... You know, this one, I was hoping in the last few episodes, if you go back and listen to Beethoven episodes, um, they've always had some fun things for the parents to talk about with their kids afterwards. And I thought for sure there would be something like 
talking about all the sex in the movie with your kids. Like, Hey, maybe you should explain something, but that is not mentioned at all. Other than like the, the, the reviews are all like, Oh, there's, un, you know, uh, unmeritable sex in this movie untoward and, and uh, sex with a married man. And Ooh, it's bad. Um, so instead I turn to the reviews of the parents. They have reviews from parents and they have reviews from kids, which is, oh. which is hilarious. Uh, and and uh, the, the one thing that I found most interesting is that um, it seems like this movie is a lot of, uh, a lot of kids learned about sex because of this movie, which uh, I guess makes sense, but it's kind of like a little bit shocking, I guess. But as, as I was watching this uh, with Abby, she was just like the beginning of the movie. She's like, this is better sex ed than any education that I got. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so uh, I'm going to read one adult one and then a bunch of kids ones. Cause the kids ones okay. are funnier, but there's one uh, film f- uh, review from an adult and it says it's written, written by someone named Bob slob. Okay. Mm. Uh, here's the, the, the title is Bob Slob Lob Slob Bob Slob Slob Bob Slob Lob Slob Bobs. Yeah. The, the headline for his review. <laughs> the headline for Bob Slob's review is all caps. Babies that talk are funny. <laughs> and his review is fully fully five stars it says i don't care who you are or what you think you know babies that talk are funny this kid blabs about everything and everyone and even about his mama's chest because she has his milk in there ha ha that's good stuff and who don't like john travolta <laughs> that man is one of the best actors of all tim I'm reading these word for word. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great movie for babies and baby lovers of all time forever. <laughs> that's what, that's so uh, he got time the second time. And so I have to assume that he means Tim, which I think he yeah. believes that John Travolta is better than Tim Curry. He's in one movie. of the best actors of all Tim. <laughs> of all the Tims, John Travolta is the best. Um, the rest of the adult ones are like, Hey, this movie has a lot of sex in it. What the hell? Um, but then, okay. Then let me flip to the kids reviews here. Cause there's some really funny ones. Um, let me, let me find it here. Hold on. Hold on. There, here's one from a teen, a 16 year old teen. It says the title is love it. I enjoy watching it. You will too. And here's the review. Four stars for the, for those listening. Um, I love it. It's funny. It is educational when it comes to sex. And my mom used it to teach us about sex. It has several profanities, but you won't notice until after the first few times you watch. Please watch this and keep the eighties alive. <laughs> From someone who uh, is sixteen years old in two thousand nineteen. <laughs> uh-huh. Keep the eighties alive. Okay. Keep the eighties alive. Um, not sure. Save the dream. <laughs> yeah. Not sure about that. Here's an 11-year-old kid. Three stars. Good movie. Some funny jokes and sex talk. A few inappropriate jokes, but more or less a nice new genre. Consumerism involves advertising Fisher-Price and Nike. (laughs) That was written by an (laughs) 11-year-old? That's what it says. I don't know uh, what 11-year-olds are talking about consumerism. Genre? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Consumerism? Consumerism? Okay, here's a review uh, from an 11-year-old kid as well. (laughs) Um, Four stars. Uh, It's almost all in caps. 
the headline is just read my review, please. Okay. And it says, <laughs> OMG. Okay. So I bought this movie for like 25 cents at a garage sale. And when, and OMG, when I got home, I watched it with my parents and my seven year old sister while eating. Okay. So next week I'm going to be 12 and I just started seventh grade in fifth grade. We learned about puberty and a little bit about sex, but I kind of already knew about sex. So yeah, my little sis was showering in the first prob 20 minutes of the movie. So good. She didn't see the birth part. (laughs) I did. I did. And honestly, I say that for me, it's okay. It's kind of funny, but there's a lot of parts when I was like, ugh, I really need to throw up because I was eating (laughs) and and yeah, little advice, don't eat while watching this movie. <laughs> it, says, it says, okay, so most of it is about sex, sperm, eggs, breast, and dicks. So since I already know about it, yeah, but my parents were like, turn it off. Anyway, I didn't get through the movie because my sister, I almost got in a lot of trouble, though the baby is hilarious. <laughs> um... <laughs> So stupid. Okay, there's a couple. There, there, there's one more. I love the idea that they were like, you cannot watch this movie at all. It's too intense. But they're allowing him to post on internet message boards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, like, what is so gross that you're going to puke while eating in this movie? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's John Travolta's dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, one more. This is from a, a 15-year-old teen. It says... Um, The title is Out of the Mouths of Babes, My Opinion on Look Who's Talking. Oh, so nice. We do find out where babies come from, and Mikey's comments are extremely surprising. Calling a potential father a D for not for nodding letting him watch a Snuggies commercial? Bear show. It's what it says. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's what he's he's bear show. (laughs) There were multiple reviews that called out like Mikey's language, like even Mikey calls a potential dad a dick in the movie. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to talk about the bear show, but uh those snuggle commercials, like my brother's teddy bear growing up was snuggle. Like, oh, wow. cause you could like collect however many proof of purchases and then get your snuggle in the mail. So yeah, we had snuggle. He was a major, uh, major part of our lives. I loved snuggle. Yeah. I did not have one though. Sad. Yeah. Well, so that's what, that's what the kids are thinking about this movie. Um, I, I think it's funny that so many kids, so many people were like, this is how I learned about sex. It's so weird. It's also weird that they're talking about it as like potential dad. Like that's, that's a weird phrasing. Yeah. There's a few reviews that were like so many potential dads that the kid was just so like, yeah, just to. like, why, why is she being so picky? Just get a dad. Yeah. That's what she needs. Any of them could have been dads. <sighs> Gross. Yep. Well, anyways, Tyler, uh, that's Ooh. enough of the kids reviews. What about our reviews? I believe I have to ask how many regular coffees are you going to give? <laughs> how many regular <laughs> breast milk coffee coffees. creamers? Yeah. yeah, I guess that's a better, that's a better descriptor. <laughs> Although uh, I love the East Coast description of what a regular is. Um, <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. You need. Yes. How many cups of breast milk coffee would you give? <laughs> Look who's talking. Now I'm sad that I'm eating. No, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's the part they're talking about. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. I forgot about that. Uh, Do not eat. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh gosh. I want to. Oh, I don't know how nice I want to be, but be nice. It's the beginning of the year. It's all right, New all right, Year's all right, baby. All right, all right. I'm gonna give it seven cups of breast milk coffee because it was funny. It was cute. Everyone did a good job. They had real chemistry and Bruce Willis was funny and 
you know, it, for, for being back then, it was pretty cool. And like has been said by many of the reviews and us, the animation is like weirdly uh, accurate and kind of cool for people to see. Yeah, I think uh, I was also going to give it seven breast milk coffees and not feel bad about it because I thought, uh, it, yeah, I really like this movie too, um, but I didn't like it so much that I was like, it's a 10 or 9. No. Um, but I think it's really good for what it is. Um, I thought that Bruce Willis was going to annoy me like really fast and become grating immediately, but it wasn't that bad. Um, it was actually kind of because he looks like a baby. Yeah, exactly. It's not actually him. <laughs> if they superimpose his face on the baby, then I'd be like, Ooh. okay, that's probably what they do now. They're like, use yeah. de-aging yeah, technology. Yeah, and then they would CGI the mouth. Yeah. Well, no, it would be Bruce Willis vo- voicing Joseph Gordon-Levitt's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, and that's a looper joke. Yeah, good movie, funny. Um, I think, uh, yeah, worth watching if you... Uh, haven't seen it or uh, want to revisit for nostalgia or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, if you're 11, buy this at the, your next garage sale you see it at. Uh, I'm going to go for the full jackpot. <laughs> I am going to also give it seven cups of breast milk coffee. Uh, I think that uh, for everything that everyone just said, I also think a lot of the dream fantasy sequences mm. are pretty wacky and awesome. And I mean, even she said that she wanted to do something a little bit edgier. She'd done edgier movies like fast times and European vacation, but this was just speaking to her at the time, but you can definitely, it, there's definitely a comedy outsider edge to a lot of the fantasies. And there's some real cynical humor, uh, not in a bad way. And like the best way uh, at the heart of this that I think is, um, not common of movies at that time. I mean, just the fact that's a female director at all at that yeah, time for is sure. Like what? Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. So yeah, worth worth watching. And in fact, uh, a lot of people thought it was worth watching. It was a huge hit at the time. Mm-hmm. It was number one with like twelve million on the weekend. Which, like nowadays, you'd be like, oh man, that's like gonna that's maybe, get, maybe that's Wonder Woman number numbers. Nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Wonder Woman numbers right now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it did so well that, uh, you know, they, uh, of course made a sequel cause you know, it's on Hulu right now. If you want to watch it. Oh, nice. Look who's talking to comes out, uh, like one year later. (laughs) Yeah. Slash two. Look who's talking to not, not the number, but T O O also. And, um, yeah, you know, we're we're have we're really going through a sequel phase here on the podcast, so we're definitely <laughs> going to be talking about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm excited. What what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I I feel like the one of the honestly, I feel like one of the most iconic things of this movie is like the poster and the posters. So like, I already know two babies. That there's two babies on the poster, but they're the same size, are they not? It they're is both a, babies. Yeah, it is babies. Yes. Well, we, they're we, only like going to be like a year apart, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did forget. No, to no, mention, no. You're in a year, two years apart. We oh, did. Well. Uh, we did uh, forget to mention that they have at the end that uh, they do have another yes. baby. Yeah. Um, and a daughter, voiced by Joan. Voiced Rivers. by Joan Rivers now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that we're up for a downgrade, uh, but we will be continuing the theme of uh, problematic, problematic leads. Yeah. <laughs> Just pile them in. Pile them in. Keep them coming. Oh, boy. But yeah. yeah, so I I have predictions that it'll be a lot like Problem Child 2. <laughs> Wait, but Problem Child 2 is good. 
It yeah. is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just think it'll be, you know, now there's two babies talking, double the antics. Uh, and one of them's a lady. We'll see. I, I think the fact that it is literally that comes out the next year, I got to assume that all the principals are back. Uh, I hope even, so. Even though I don't know for sure. But. We shall I see. mean, originally this movie, they auditioned Gina Davis for mm. uh, the lead. The dad uh, or John Travolta's character was anyone from uh, Jeff Goldblum to uh, <laughs> oh my God. Steve Martin. Wow. <laughs> wow. Real hunks. Real hunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would, those would be. That, can you imagine the movie with either of those guys instead? It would be, <laughs> It'd be insane. Such a different film. Yeah, instead of dancing, <laughs> he'd whip out the banjo for the yeah. baby. And Jeff Goldblum would just close be up like, magic. The, the, yeah, the creepier parts of the James character would just really come out, really come out in Jeff Goldblum's performance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'd be like. <laughs> Uh, oh god okay um so we'll be back with that next week but in the meantime send us your suggestions for the rest of 2021 yeah we only got two movies left in this one so it's not like the the slogs we had last year look who's talking (laughs) while they hunt for treasure and that's not that's not one of the movies in the sequel list (laughs) all right uh look who's talking during christmas Sequel rights at gmail.com, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Sequel Rights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars goes a long way. And happy New Year to all you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you join us through 2021 here. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for Look Who's Talking To. When you're young and so in love as we and bewildered by the That are so Only those in love would know What a town without pity can do If we stop to gaze upon a star People talk about how bad we are Ours is not an easy age We're like tigers in a cage What a town without Without pity can do